You're listening to Tabletop Arcanum, a podcast dedicated to learning and exploring the hobby of tabletop gaming. Your hosts are Justin Taylor and Richard Geese, so sit back and relax as we talk, discuss, and joke our way through the hobby we love so much. Rule the night. When sun sets, the undead awaken. To slake their hunger, they feed upon the herd of unaware mortals. Right beneath our noses, the kindred clash against their rivals as they vie for control of the city of San Francisco and the covenant title of Prince. Vampire the Masquerade Rivals is an expandable card game for two to four players based on the popular role-playing game set in the World of Darkness. Each player assumes the leadership of a coterie of vampires, using them to advance their agendas, claim titles, recruit new vampires, and perform other tasks, possibly risking confrontations by taking it to the streets. Complete your agenda or eliminate your rival to claim your rightful place of power over the city. Welcome to Tabletop Arcanum. This is Justin, and I am bringing you a review of Vampire the Masquerade Rivals, the expandable card game core set from Renegade Studios. This is two to four players, plays in 30 to 70 minutes per box, and MSRP is $45. Now, this is a new card game put out by Renegade Studios and a new license in the Vampire Masquerade universe. We're seeing a lot of Vampire Masquerade board games, card games, and stuff coming up, which is kind of exciting to see. So this is the expandable card game, as I said. It comes with four different clans to play with. First impressions, we've got nice, clean art box, well-laid-out box, and on the inside, decent amount of space. So when you do expand this game with upcoming expansions, you're going to be able to store all of those new cards in this box for at least a little while. Depending on the length of this, how long this game is going to stick around is going to be depending on how long that storage solution is going to work for you. But it's at least a good headway for most players. One core box has enough cards for four players to play with. And the game is set up where the four decks are already pre-established as starter decks. And you can just crack those open, play right away straight from there. There's also plenty of tokens, plenty of options, and then when you're ready to branch into deck building, a whole nother pack of cards to supplement all the deck building fun. One other first impression I do enjoy about Rivals already is the fact that it's an expandable card game and not a CCG collectible style. So all of your cards are something that you can buy this box, you have all the cards available at this time, and when the expansions come out, you pick up the expansion and you have the cards available in those expansions. Their expansion model is nice because it's coming with two new clans with some additional cards to supplement the old decks. So let's talk about things Vampire Rivals does well. This handles multiplayer card games phenomenally. I want to say is probably one of the coolest multiplayer experiences I've had because everyone around the table has a different rival. And if your rival is knocked out of the game, you win. And that doesn't necessarily have to be you who knocks them out. They could potentially knock themselves out with some bad plays. But if other players end up taking them out accidentally, you create this nice social dynamic on there. So nobody really can gang up on one individual player because they're the weak link. If they're not your rival, you want them to survive because otherwise you might lose that game. You have a lot of fun dynamics like that. You have Clan Bruhop, Clan Torador, Clan Ventru, and Clan Malkavian all in the core box. And they kind of have initially a setup kind of play with their strengths and flavors. Bruha is very combat oriented. Torador's tend to be very social and so on. 
Having all that is really, really neat. And seeing some of the upcoming content for expansions, they're continuing that. So they've already announced the Thinbloods and Tremere expansion and the cards so far shared out of that. Looks like they're gonna be showing off those types of clans as well. One other thing I wanna say that this does very well deck building wise, and I really wanna say expandable card games haven't really hit this market quite right. You can build with whatever clan you want. You can mix and match clans. You can do two or three clans in your deck because you build with a set of seven vampires in your coterie. Your library deck, which is all your action cards, your equipment, your titles, all your abilities that you're going to be playing throughout the game, those can be from any clan. Some of them are generic clans, some are tied to specific clans. Most of the cards seem to be on the more generic side, which is very flexible. And the only real restriction is if you have a clan card, say a Bruja card, you can only play it if you control a Bruja Vampire. It doesn't have to be played on a Bruja Vampire, or for the effect to take place, it has to be targeting a Bruja Vampire. You just have to control one. So you can actually have a two, three, you can even go all the way crazy and have four clans represented in your deck. The downside to something going that diverse is very similar to Magic, where having a little too many colors in your deck makes mana and some cards a little bit more difficult to play. This has a very similar feel to that, and I really appreciate it for it, because a lot of other collectible games you were really tied down to is what faction are you playing, and maybe you'll be able to splash a little bit of a secondary faction, which in an expandable version, and I really want to call this out, when you get new packs of cards, you're not getting a lot if you are a core faction player. Like I play Malkavians, Malkavians, Malkavians all day, every day. Future content's not going to give a lot for my deck if they followed that old model. Renegade definitely thought of that and put it out of the park in that sense. And they are launching some nice organized play for it. So this game is just getting off the ground. And I think it's going to have a little bit of unlife into it, if you will. I would like to flip over to some of the opportunities. One of the major opportunities I had with this game is the card graphic layouts seem to be a little bit on the dated side. I know the Vampire Masquerade universe has come back from the early 90s, and the cards look very much similar to what you would have seen in the Vampire Eternal Struggle card game and older card games. They don't seem to have the flashy, stylized design that really encapsulates the theme of the game. The art does a very good job of grabbing what is going on in the card, and for the most part, some of them are very bloody because we're dealing with vampires, but none of them are too overly sexualized or too overly graphic. Now, another opportunity I think the game has is right now there's not much to it, and that's just going to change over time. That's natural for a brand new card game. This was a Kickstarter, so some of its opportunities are coming from the Kickstarter. There's playmats, there were alternate art cards, there were upgraded tokens, token bags. We're all part of the Kickstarter, and some of that stuff is going to be available depending if your local friendly gaming store backed it or not. I know one of my local stores did, so they still have some of those extra stuff from the Kickstarter, but you may be lacking on some of that. Now, the plus side, I will flip a little bit back. Nothing is content that you cannot get that affects gameplay. A lot of it is alt art or it's playmats, upgraded tokens. It's things that will enhance your game experience. And at the $45 price mark, I would like to see some of those nicer components included in the core game. At the same time, that's okay. 
as some of these things will also be price support in the future. And if you are not in an area that has organized play and you still want to get some of those prizes, Renegade is going to be offering some of that stuff directly where you can get those kits with some of those prizes for yourself. So I think they're doing it very well in that sense. There are some opportunities, as I've already stated. One more I would actually toss out there is the fact that the game does not play too great, in my opinion, with two players. I think it really shines in 3-4 multiplayer, and two players all right, but I don't think that's where the beauty of this game could come from. Deck building does have to partake if you're going to do a multiplayer deck or a two-player game because some cards work better in a multiplayer format because you're looking at conspiracies, you're looking at plots and ploys where you're playing players off of each other, and that just is going to naturally incline itself into a multiplayer format better. Overall, I think Vampire Masquerades is a fun new card game if you are in the expandable card game market like myself because some of the other LCGs that were existing are no longer supported in the competitive scene. I think this is a void that is nicely filled. If you're looking for a multiplayer card game that isn't something that is kind of shoehorned into a multiplayer game, I think the design around Rivals is really good for that. $45 MSRP, I think it is well worth it considering one $45 core box can support up to four players right at the get-go. If you have a play group and you want to divide that up amongst two, or three, or four players, you can easily do so. If you are just getting it for yourself, you start to lose value, but not in a dramatic way because I have a nice insert. I have a way to keep the cards in, in an organized fashion as I get more and more in this collection. That has been Tabletop Arcanum's thoughts on Vampire the Masquerade Rivals. If you enjoyed our podcast, please like, subscribe, follow us on our social media. That is Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're also on YouTube. If you hit those notifications, it'll let you know we got new content out for you. Otherwise, thank you for listening and happy gaming. Listening to Tabletop Arcanum produced by Justin Taylor. This episode is hosted by Justin Taylor. Mixing and editing by Richard Geese. Original theme by Paul Moore and Isaac Gilbert. Check the description for this episode's featured background music. You can follow us on most social media platforms. Be sure to like, subscribe, and follow, and leave us a review if you would. As always, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.